A reading from the beginning of the book of the prophet Daniel. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came and laid siege to Jerusalem. The Lord handed over to him Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and some of the vessels of the temple of God. He carried them off to the land of Shinar and placed the vessels in the temple treasury of his God. The king told Ashpenaz, his chief chamberlain, to bring in some of the children of Israel of royal blood and of the nobility, young men without any defect, handsome, intelligent, and wise, quick to learn and prudent in judgment, such as could take their place in the king's palace. They were to be taught the language and literature of the Chaldeans. After three years' training, they were, to, they were to enter the king's service. The king allotted them a daily portion of food and wine from the royal table. Among these were men of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. But Daniel was resolved not to defile himself with the king's food or wine. So he begged the chief chamberlain to spare him this defilement. Though God had given Daniel the favor and sympathy of the chief chamberlain, he nevertheless said to Daniel, I'm afraid of my lord and king. It is he who allotted your food and drink. If he sees that you look wretched by comparison with the other young men of your age, you will endanger my life with the king. Then Daniel said to the steward whom the chief chamberlain had put in charge of Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please, please test your servants for ten days. Give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then see how we look in comparison with the other young men who eat from the royal table. And treat your servants according to what you see. He acceded to this request and tested them for ten days. After ten days, they looked healthier and better fed than any of the young men who ate from the royal table. So the steward continued to take away the food and wine they were to receive and give them vegetables. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and proficiency in all literature and science, and to Daniel, the understanding of all visions and dreams. At the end of the time the king had specified for their preparation, the chief chamberlain brought them before Nebuchadnezzar. When the king had spoken with all of them, none was found equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, and so they entered the king's service. In any question of wisdom or prudence which the king put to them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his kingdom. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of our fathers, praiseworthy and exalted above all forever. And blessed is your holy and glorious name, praiseworthy and exalted above all for all ages. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you in the temple of your holy glory, praiseworthy and glorious above all forever. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you on the throne of your kingdom, praiseworthy and exalted above all forever. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you who look into the depths from your throne upon the cherubim, praiseworthy and exalted above all forever. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you in the firmament of heaven, praiseworthy and glorious forever. Glory and praise forever. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus looked up, he saw some wealthy people putting their offerings into the treasury. And he noticed a poor widow putting in two small coins. He said, I tell you truly, this poor widow put in more than all the rest. For those others who have all made offerings from their surplus wealth, but she from her poverty has offered her whole livelihood. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ.
beautiful readings here. Hannah, Azariah, Mishael, and Daniel are, as we hear at the end of the reading, more wise and prudent than all, 10 times more than all the magicians and enchanters in Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom in Babylon. Why? Because they're men of prayer. They're men of simplicity. We see this, they're not eating fancy food and drink. Gosh, I, sh I should follow this in the, the week after Thanksgiving here, just to eat vegetables and water. You know, that'd be a nice diet. But it goes to, you know, fasting. When you fast and eat simply, when you can sort of curb your, your passions that say, well, I just, I just want to take and consume whatever I want, kind of on a whim. I'm, you know, I feel the urge to eat more food or eat the sweets or drink or whatever I want to do, watch TV. But to say, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold that off, and that's painful, and so I'm going to reach out to you, God, in my pain for help. And also with that now time that I otherwise would have spent you know, eating excessive foods or watching TV, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn to you in prayer. And that turning to God in prayer then fills us, not just with peace for ourselves, but wisdom and prudence to help serve others. So the four men, they're, they're living a monastic life in in Babylon. This is also like the heart of hedonism, if you will. It's it's the at the time would have been the capital of the world. A lot around it. Again, there's these magicians and enchanters, plenty uh, resourceful economy and so forth. But they're they're living that simple life. So that that's our model: simplicity, especially as we're about to embark on the season of Advent, when we are going to be bombarded by. A lot of you know, food, drink, entertainment, all these things. Can we, can we maybe say no to some of that stuff and reach out to God? Even you know the urge. I think today is Cyber Monday. You know, last Friday was Black Friday. This urge to buy buy stuff. You know, I know people tell me they they buy things, yeah, for other people, but kind of to make them feel good. Uh, whatever uh, that there's a there's a line like. Um, <laughs> It, it like kind of like self therapy, you know, to to go and buy stuff. It's it's soothing and medicating, but it, it's it's avoiding it's avoiding that that pit in your in your soul. There's some emptiness, and so you know what? I'm going to fill it with with buying things. I'm going to fill it with food and drink or entertainment. When you when you reach that emptiness and that urge, turn turn to God. That's what this woman in our in our gospel is able to do. She throws in her whole livelihood, completely trusting in God. And God filled that emptiness in her heart. May we do the same. Amen.